Lord, hallelujah, 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 like him but when I found him hallelujah I had to shout hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah amen Lord. amen just you may have your seats amen just real quick let's please keep system minister Shirley Maxwell's daughter in prayer she was in a car accident but she is well God is good amen but she still continued to needs our prayers amen Amen. Uh, with all our thanks, we want you to know that we're grateful for your kind and considerate way. And we thank you for being so special. To my St. Paul family, thank you for your words of encouragement, your prayers, and your special gift. It means more than we ever could say. From Sister Emma Martin and the Martin family, we love you all. Amen. 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 Anybody ready for a word this morning? Amen. I'm, I'm ready for a word too this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm going to uh, first, first of all, giving honor to God, to his son, Jesus, to the uh, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm glad God don't need me to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I ought to want to praise him. Amen. Amen. Um, I do want to recognize all of our uh, St. Paul family. This everybody. You know your position. I recognize you today. God is good, y'all. Amen. And you see my father came in from Memphis. Amen. Give him a hand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. God is good. It is a blessing. Yes, this brother Vernon, it is a blessing. Amen. I also want to thank you. I know she didn't set it in her card, but I also want to thank you all for showing your support to the Graham family and to the Martin family. Amen. It is time for a word this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. You know, I, I, there are, you know, there are times I, I've told you that there are messages that I can't, I'm like, I'm going to have a rough time with it. I was, I was getting ready for this one. I said, all right, Lord, I'm with you with this one. Until I got to the part that I didn't like. And I was like, I don't know if I want to say that part. I wrestled with that more than another part. <laughs> Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come today, God, to say thank you. If we try to remember how far back you've been good, oh God, we couldn't even think of it, oh God. Before we were born, you were good. Correction, you are good. Before, oh God, my parents were born, you are good. Before this church was thought of by a man, God, you are good. God, as, as far as time began, even before the world existed, you are good. God, and that there may be wars and rumors of wars right now, but you are still good. Father God, sickness and death are all over the land, but you're still good. God, that there may be hunger, oh God, there may be there may be other, there may be homelessness, oh God, but you're still good. And God, and, and help us to remember that at all times, that your praise should be continually to be in our mouths. God, because you are good all the time. Whether we can see your goodness, God, we have to recognize that you are good. And God, you are good to us. And you are good right now. God, as your word get ready to come forth, oh God, I ask you, oh God, to hide me behind your hand. Because somebody today, oh God, came with an expectation to hear from you. God, and I don't want to hear from me. I want to hear from you, God. And I'm asking you, God, to speak, oh God, to your people today like you never have before. Somebody may have sins. God, please forgive the sins, oh God. Somebody got something need to be, they need to repent for, God. Show them that they may repent, oh God. But above all, God, let nothing hinder your word today. Somebody needs to be healed today, God. Healed today, God, in the name of Jesus. Somebody, oh God, needs a healing right now, God. Somebody got some pain right now, God. In the name of Jesus, heal God. Father, let not that. Somebody got some worries this morning. Remove the worry, oh God. Remove the worry so that they can hear your word this morning. Father God, many times, oh God, we come to church with loads. And we come with hindrances. And yet when we come, we don't even hear you because we let... Those things interfere with your word. Let nothing, oh God, separate us from your love, but also let nothing separate us from your word, God. In the name of Jesus, let your word be done today, oh God. Let Daniel flow under decrease. But let Jesus Christ increase your people in word, in deed, power, and insight. And in Jesus' name, let the whole church say, Amen. 
starting at the first verse of Matthew chapter 20, it reads these words. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man, that is a householder. When reading from the King James Version, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all day, all the day idle? They said unto him, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when um, even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good men of the house, saying, These last were wrought but one hour. They worked only one hour, they're saying. And thou, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But, but he answered one of them, and said, friend, I do thee no wrong. This thou not agree with me for a penny? Take that is thine and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do that what, that what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called but few chosen. Let me go back up to this sixth and seventh verse. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? They say unto him, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. Very very briefly, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I came to preach to us this morning about don't stand here, put the work in. Don't stand there, put the work in. Ah, hallelujah. I'm going to hit that one more time. Don't stand there, put the work in. Mm. You got to put some work in, y'all. Hallelujah. Let me... I'm very hesitant, but I got to say that as he told me to give it. There is no such thing as, an, as a lazy anointing. You, you might as well come on and work, work with me today. There is no such thing as a lazy anointing. God did not give nobody 
a lazy spirit. From the time we were born, when God created the world, nobody was created to have a lazy spirit. From the very beginning of time, when he had, after he had made the, the world, when it was void, he spoke and things came to be. But when he came to man, he said, let us make man in our image. So if we have the image of God, do we think God's lazy? So why do we think God would give anybody a lazy spirit? Can't get no help in here today. He, he did not give anybody a lazy spirit. As a matter of fact, when he had formed Adam and he and he made Eve out of his rib, he told them to go out into the garden and work the garden. He, he, he told them, he said the words in Genesis 2.15, he said, then the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Do you think that Adam could do anything in the garden if he didn't put no work in? Come on, y'all. Talk to me today. We have to put work in. It is by design that whatever we want, you can believe God for it. You can trust God for it. But if you don't put no work in, it'll never happen. Glory, hallelujah. Even, even, even Adam and Eve's two sons. Cain and Abel. One was a farmer. One was a shepherd. No matter how you look at what happened to the both of them, they both could not be lazy being a farmer, could not be lazy being a shepherd. Even though Cain brought an offering to God that he didn't like, he would have never had a fruit or a piece of corn if he never tilled the ground. And if you want to, if you want to have some blessings, we got to learn to put the work in. Matter of fact, we, we have a scripture over in the ninth chapter, in the, in the sixth chapter of, of Genesis. It's the story of Noah. With Noah, God told him that he was so disgusted with the land, that there was so much sin. He was very disgusted with, 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 with man that he decided to destroy the whole earth. But, it, but the Bible says that, that, that Noah had favor with God. And God told Noah, he said, I want you to build me an ark. And the scripture says that Noah did everything that God told him to do. Well, I'm here to tell you that if Noah never built the ark, he would have drowned like everybody else. You can't expect God to do everything and you do nothing. It is by his divine plan from the beginning, whatever you got, you got to work for it. You can, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can come to God in faith, but the scripture says faith without works is dead. Come on, y'all in here. Many folk get upset when they see other folks got stuff and they don't. Let me tell you something today. That a lazy spirit ain't a spirit of God. A lazy spirit is an evil spirit. I'm going to hit that rewind button today. The, a lazy spirit is an evil spirit. I don't care what you want to think about or talk about it because God ain't lazy, so don't put that on God. Don't put laziness on God because if God can take the time to make the world, 
We don't know how long. It said the next day. We don't know how long it was. We know that the Bible says a day to God, like a thousand years to man. So if God, if God took 6,000 years to make, do you think he sat back and just did nothing? It is by design. We are in his image. God don't want us to be lazy. Hallelujah. But here's the thing I want you to see. After he had built the ark, God told him, the Bible said that he did everything that God told him to do. Beautiful. But then it says that when it was time to get onto the boat, onto the ark, he said, get your family and get these animals. Y'all know the number, two by two. But I want you to know, his family would have never been saved if they never got on the, on the ark. The animals would have never been saved if they never got on the ark. If you want something from the Lord, we got to learn how to put the work in. Come on, y'all. Come on. See, some, somebody ain't going to like, but this is the truth. The reason why the Bible says you have not called you ask not. Okay, I done asked. So what are you supposed to do? He said, now you got to go to the door and start knocking. The reason why the door don't open for you, yes, you are, you've asked, you have received, but did you go to the door? Did you, did you go where you needed to go to get that which you know that you wanted? Quit getting mad at God and say, God didn't want me to have it. No, you didn't want it bad enough. And as a matter of fact, when the, when the ark was went, went through the flood and 40 days had went by, the scripture says in the 20th verse uh, of the ninth chapter, it says, and Noah became a husband man and he planted a vineyard. What is a husband man? A husband man is a farmer. He's, we don't know how many, the Bible knows. Some preachers say he spent 120 years to build an ark. The Bible don't say that. It ain't in the Bible. It ain't that you can look for it. It ain't there. Okay, we don't know how long it took him to, to build that ark. But one thing I do know, he had to build it if he wanted to be saved. He had to build it, and he had to make sure his family got on if they wanted to live. And now that the ark got to where it needed to be, and the flood had subsided, now if they wanted some food, they had to till the ground. Sometimes you got to become something else if you want something different. He wanted to be saved. Now he want to eat. All the previous farmers were dead. Now he got to be that which he needs to accomplish. I don't know who I'm talking to here today. You want something greater, but you want to stay right where you are. But if you want to get there, sometimes you got to let God shift you from one side to the other. And you can't be lazy by doing it. Can't get no help in here today. He, he had to become a farmer. Sometimes we don't know what we are capable of doing until we have to do it. I can't get no help in here with that. You don't know that you are a prayer warrior until somebody in your house gets sick. You don't know that you need to call on God until you go through a problem that nobody can't do. Let me tell you something. If you never pray to God, that's it. you got to do it. You can't say, I wonder if God going to do this. Well, if you never pray, you'll never find out. You will never find out. 
If you don't, if you don't learn how to give God, talk to God in secret prayer, public prayer, any kind of prayer, just talk to God. You will find out he'll give you some instructions on how to get there. But if he give you the instructions and you don't do it, it'll never get done. You can't ask God for a job and won't fill out an application. You can't ask God to give me a house and you can't take care of the tent that you're living in. If you want the house, you got to let God transition you from where you are to do the steps to get you where you want to be. If you believe in God for a house, believe him, but you got to put the work in. Hallelujah. We, we, we love to do nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that right out there. We love to do nothing. Even when God was giving his, the, the, the children of Israel, he was talking about the Sabbath year. Over in, in, in Leviticus chapter 25, God said, I want to give you a, a Sabbath year. Sabbath don't mean worship. Yo. Sabbath means rest. He said, I want you to work six years. I want you to be tilling. I want you to be toiling. I want you to be working hard. But in the seventh year, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to let that land rest. And I want you to see what's going to happen. I want you to sow in that land. I want you to till in that land. I want you to reap the harvest from that land. And I promise you, if you be obedient, here go a problem. Some of us don't want to do what it takes to be obedient. If you be obedient and do it as he said do, but here's the other problem. We want to question how the process is taking place because we really don't want to do anything. If you want to, hallelujah, if, if you, you don't just stand there, put the work in. He said, he said, if you trust me, you work hard these six years. In the seventh year, you give the land some rest and I want you to see what's going to happen. The land began to bless because it needed the rest. Y'all think about COVID. We, we, we keep going back to COVID. When, when COVID first happened, we couldn't, we couldn't go outside. We weren't trying to go outside. But when we went outside, it seemed like the trees were budding bigger than ever. It seemed like the air was smelling just as fresh and clean. The highways were, everything was beautiful because the land needed some rest. They had said India, who has the highest smog levels in the world, when COVID hit, they had no smog. God knows when something needs rest. If you don't give the land rest, God will make it get rest. If we want this world to exist, we got to learn how to be obedient at all times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to I I help somebody today. Because somebody right now is in the, is just a, Pastor, I'm not lazy. I'm working. But I'm, 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 I got an expectation. And that's the main thing we need to have is an expectation. Don't have an expectation to do like this one. But have an expectation that God will provide. If, if God has given you uh, a, 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 a if God has given you a promise that you are going to be um, whatever it is, let's just say you're going to be a business owner, but you are working. Okay, you you are working. Let's let's just say God has given you the uh, anointing to the the ability to 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 clean floors. 
and you want to have a business. Amen. But you all you've been doing is cleaning floors. Pay attention to this. In 1 Kings 19 chapter, we have a story of uh, Elijah the prophet. Elijah was, he had been through some things. He had been through, uh, going through with, 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 with Ahab and, and the prophets had been going through with, with different things. But it came time for uh, Elijah to come off the scene. And the scripture tells us that God told, gave Elijah some instructions. He said, I want you to anoint this one king, make this one priest. But he said, but Elisha, I want you to anoint him to be a prophet. The scripture says that when Elisha, Elijah saw Elisha, look what he was doing. In the 19th verse of the 19th chapter, Elisha was, was in a field with yokes of oxen. He was plowing the field. His working in the field had nothing to do with the anointing that was about to be on his life. He was, he was there. Now the Bible says 12 yoke. It took me a while to get this because I, for a minute, I thought that he, had, he was a strong man because he had 24 oxen by himself. No, if I kept reading, he said, but he had the 12th yoke. Meaning that he wasn't out there by himself. There was other folk out there with oxen working too. You may be in a place where other folks are working and look like other people are getting elevated. But when God gets ready to elevate you to whatever it is that he's going to elevate you, you got to be in the work so that you can get elevated. And sometimes your elevation may be someplace else and not where you are. Just because you may be sweeping floors today, you may be a business owner of a restaurant tomorrow. It ain't because that the restaurant needed somebody to sweep floors. The restaurant needs somebody that's going to be dedicated. I can't get no help in there. We need to be dedicated to the work. If you want to get it from God, you got to be dedicated to the work. Because in time, when God decides to elevate you, he is not going to elevate somebody that's lazy. Let me put it like this. God does not have, does not, he does not let his anointing rest on laziness. Take over the point. Point is, let's take David. When God brings in his anointing, the oil won't even flow if you lazy. When the prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house, when he went to Jesse's house, that he was looking for the next king. And the first son looked just like the first king saw. He was tall. He was regal looking. But God said, that ain't him. He had the oil, but the oil wouldn't pour out. Every, he went through all of his sons. And, and Samuel said, do you have any more sons? And Jesse said, I ain't got no more. But God said, yes, he do. And he had another son named David. And David was out there tending the sheep. The other brothers and the daddy were at the house doing nothing. But David was out there tending the sheep. When God's anointing comes in, it's not going to anoint those doing nothing. It's going to anoint somebody that's willing to put the work in. It's going to anoint those that don't mind working. You cannot expect something from God and you don't want to work. Hallelujah. 
we, we got we to gotta stop thinking that God, well, I'm, I'm praying and I'm fasting. I got the faith, but you sitting there. You, 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 you want to sit there and be still. The Bible says stand still. Hold on. Let's get that scripture right. When, 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 when God told Moses to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, it's because he had done a whole bunch of stuff before he got to the river. Before he got to the sea. In order for God, for you to see God doing something, you got to get to the place where God wants you to be in order for you to see what God wants you to see. If Moses never got to the Red Sea, he never saw when it was the time for him to stand still. In order for you to see God move, you got to be willing to move yourself. That's why, the, that's why the scripture says over there in Ephesians, we love that scripture. When you've done all the stand, we, we, for, we forget that part that said having done all to stand. You got to do something in order to stand. And once you've done everything you could, then you can stand on what you've done. Some of us want promotions on job, but yet you don't want to do nothing. Some of you want to be elevated in the church, but you don't want to do nothing. Some of folks get mad at other folks. Why this one got one job? Why this one got four jobs? I'm going to tell you why. Because God don't want to work with folk that don't want to do no work. I'm going to hit that rewind button. If you don't want to work, don't expect God to use you. I'm going to hit that rewind button again. If you don't want to work, don't expect God to use you. We got to stop expecting God to do everything and we do nothing. From the beginning, he told us we got to till this land. So let's get to tilling. We got to, we got to move in the flow. Hallelujah. When the work is need to be done, we got to get up and get to moving. We got to stop saying, I'm going to be there in a minute. I'm going to tell you something. Why are you saying I'm going to be there in a minute? Somebody going to say, I'll be there in a second. And you're going to get mad when they got it and you ain't. Let me tell us this, and this is the truth. This is about this church. St. Paul, we could have had a whole bunch more stuff. We could have owned, we should have owned this whole neighborhood. I hit that. We should have owned this whole neighborhood. We, we can't be mad at folk behind us because they got that and we ain't. We, we look for the excuse. Well, they told us that we couldn't. But the Bible tells us if you ask, you still got to seek. You got still got to keep looking for it. Just because one door closed, can't God open up another door? How do we know? Because the door opened up for them. Why couldn't it open up for us? We got to stop getting mad and point the blame at this one, point the blame at that one. Point the, point the blame at ourselves because we weren't moving fast enough. Hallelujah. Bible here tells us at Proverbs 12, verse 11, it says, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Let me read in the easy to read version. It said, Farmers who work their land will have plenty of food. But those who waste their time on worthless projects are foolish. If you want to have plenty, keep working. 
I don't know nobody that's hungry or destitute that's working all the time. When a farmer plants, a farmer has an expectation. He expects that when he plants, he expected a harvest. I don't know nobody that's working on the job for free. Deacon John Nesmith told me that he loved to work. But Deacon John, will you work at that bus company for free? No, he won't. <laughs> if they cut off his paycheck, I declare he won't be working no more. Wherever you go to work, you go with an expectation. As a matter of fact, let me go back to the beginning again. When, 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 when Cain got mad because God chose Abel's stuff over his, God said, if you do right, right come by you. Quit expecting right to come by you every time you do wrong. If you ain't doing nothing, then guess what? Don't expect nothing. This is what this, this is what Jesus was really referring to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let, but, let, but let me tell you something else, though, too. When you are working, let me read you this scripture from Job, first chapter. And it said, there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only alone am escaped to tell thee. Let me tell you something today. Ain't nobody void of getting attacked by the enemy. Just because you work, don't expect the devil ain't going to come after you. Just because you, you working, just because you, you doing what God wants you to do, don't think that the devil ain't going to come after you to get you discouraged, to get you to stop. He's going to try to take you out, but at the end of the day, you still got to work. You still got to work. And don't think just because you ain't doing nothing to do nothing, the devil still going to get you. He's still coming after you. He's going to do everything that he can to make sure you don't do nothing. He's going to discourage you. He's going to make you see, hear things that you ain't really hearing. He's going to make think folks talking about you like a dog when they ain't. He's going to make folks think, make you think folks don't appreciate you when you ain't did nothing worthy of appreciation. That's the word. I'm, I'm in the word, right? This is all scripture. This is all scripture. But 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 when you put the work in, you gotta have an expectation. It's nothing wrong with having an expectation. It's nothing wrong with going to a job. It's yes, I'm here, but when I go to this job, I'm expected to get a promotion in one year, two years, six months, and you all not limit God to that department. Because God can elevate you to other areas that ain't even in your field. Pastor, how you know that? I'm going to tell you, all I knew was, was restaurants and gas stations. But God promoted me in a medical field. Why did he do that? Because I was working. I wasn't lazy. They looked for other people. They told me, said, we can't find. Jesus said, we can't find. I asked the woman, I said, why me? She said, because you got some qualities that we look for. I said, but I don't have any medical experience. She said, you don't need any. She said, when she said, a leader can lead anybody. When you know how to lead people in this area and lead people in that area, that tells me that you can lead people in this area. 
God will promote you in areas where you think that your expertise may be needed, but God will touch the hearts of other folk and give you favor because you are not lazy. Hallelujah. He will, thank you, brother. He will open doors up. When he opens, sometimes God will open up a door that you didn't even knock on. But, but the simple fact that you was in the work, you was in the work and folks saw you and the door just, door just opened up. But then, but then folks will get mad at you because they're wondering, how did you get that position? And you say these true words. When I worked for Hess, I got into a food management program. I was supposed to have been in it for two years before I got promotion to be the manager, get into a management program. I worked for them 10 months in the food management program. After 10 months, the manager came to me. The, 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 my big boss came to me and said, Dan, I want to promote you to be a store manager. I said, wait a minute. I said, I've only, the program is two years. He said, but I got the power to promote you faster than two years. I, I, I want you to know today, God got the power to, to, to fast track you. He got the anointing. But you got I said, but, but still, why me? He said, because whatever I ask you to do, you do it. If I tell you you do something wrong, you don't complain, you fix it. And I was like, that's just what God does. When God tells us to do something, those that do get done for. When you get wrong and God corrects you and you correct what God told you, correct, correct, he will give you favor among folk that you will least expect it. Why? Because you're working. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 28, 28 chapter, hallelujah, the prophet was talking to the, 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 the children of Israel while they were in bondage. And he says this, does the plowman plow all day just to sow? Listen at that. I didn't look at that. I said, what? He said, when a, when, a, when a farmer goes to sow, do you think all he want to do is spend his time sowing? Do you think folk want to spend their time working? Do we think Listen, God knows you don't want to spend your time working, but you want to see some fruits of your labor. He wants you to, he knows that because this is the way that he has designed it to be for this. And this is what was ordained from the beginning. Farmers do not plow all day just to see themselves. So they are not just to till the ground so that they can just plant seeds. Many of us just been planting seeds, but you have no expectation. Because you're not doing what it takes in the ground to make sure that your seed grows. Boy, they done got quiet, didn't they, babe? You, you plant a seed. Sometimes, this is where some folk get messed up with these, with these false prophets. These false prophets come in here and get you to sow money. Plant this seed. Give $100, give $1,000, and the house will be yours. And you put them that $1,000, and you sit there waiting for somebody from the real to knock on the door and say, I got you a brand new house for free. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You plant that seed, then now you got to move in faith. You got to move in faith. Remember, I don't plant this seed, and I'm God, God, I don't trust God with this because I'm going to trust God with how he's going to lead me to go. 
So when you plant, you got to get in the work. You got to get in the way. Well, however the way is flowing, get in it and begin to knock on doors. Lord Jesus, y'all will get in a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this is where we really are. In the 37th chapter, 30th verse, it says this. And this shall be a sign unto thee. Ye shall eat this year such as groweth of itself. See, many of us don't want to do anything. We like to go out to the tree and pull fruit off the tree that we hadn't even, hadn't even planted. We'll keep pulling. We keep pulling. We love to go to someone's garden. They say, go and get what you want. We love to go out there and get. We'll pull up greens. We get corn. We get tomatoes. We just love to pull. But this is in the second year, that which bring us of the same, you do the same thing. But he said, but in the third year, now you got to do some work. Some folk don't want to do no work even when it's time to work. You better suck it dry. You better drain it. You better drain every resource. God knows when to take care of you when you can't do nothing. But when you got to do something, he'll let it dry up. Ask the prophet. When the prophet Elijah was running from, from uh, uh, Ahab and Jezebel, he went and hid in the cave. And he was by a brook. And he was scared to come out the cave. God brought had a raven to bring him by meat every day. And he let him drink out the brook. But he didn't want to move. So God stopped sending the raven and he let the brook dry up because if he didn't want to starve, he had to move. I'm going to tell somebody that if you want to be blessed, you got to work. I'm just, this is just helping somebody today. You, 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 you got to work. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you got to work. We got to. We have got to work. You, we cannot, I'll say this again, God does not have and did not provide a spirit of laziness. We all love to say God got the cattle upon a thousand hills. It all belonged to him. Ain't that, what, ain't that what we say? Let me ask you a question. Do you think God, that he will entrust the hills or the cattle on those thousand hills to lazy folk? I had to turn my head on that one. I'm going to say that again. Do you think that the cattle upon the thousand hills that belong to God, do you think that he will uh, let lazy folk be in charge of that? then why do we keep acting like he just going to give it to us? Ooh, that's, that's a powerful point right there. Quit expecting to do something, get something for nothing. I said, quit expecting something for nothing. Even with these baskets that we're given, that St. Paul is blessing folk with, yeah, the people may be getting the baskets for free, but the baskets ain't free. I'm going to hit that. Y'all, did y'all even hear what I said? I said the, the, the people may be, may be receiving the baskets for free, but the baskets ain't free because somebody had to work for it to provide it. I'd rather be the one who can work to provide it than to be the one on the other side that had to depend on somebody to give it to me. 
See, God got folks on both ends. Jesus said the poor will be with us always. We got to take care of the poor. But if you don't want to be poor, then you need to get to work. It's hot, but it's right. It's a, no, I'm not picking on nobody. Okay, but this is the word here, y'all. This is the word I'm showing you in the word. In, in Luke 9 chapter, the words of Jesus, it said, no man that has his hand. Now, this is the part that messed me up. No man that has his hand on the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom. What is he saying? When you go out there and you gathering souls for Christ, your job ain't to look back and say, ooh, look at all the people I brought to Christ. If you got to look back and just say, look what I've done, you ain't fit for the kingdom. He said, your job is to go forward. You got to keep working in God's vineyard. You can't call yourself a laborer and don't do nothing. Y'all want to shout today, but yeah, that's all right. Hallelujah. That's what the word said. You want to, we want the church full, but we ain't going to have to get nobody. I'm going to hit that rewind button again. We want the church full, but we ain't going out to get nobody. And the ones who we get, many times we don't want them here because we're uncomfortable with how they look, smell, or talk. Bible right there, all day, all day, all day. But here's another one. I'm, I'm coming to my close here, believe it or not. Here's another one. In the 17th chapter of, of Luke, Jesus was giving them a story. With this story, he was telling them about, about when you have a servant and that servant goes out into the field. And when, you, when that servant comes back to your house, do you let them go out and eat themselves full before they come back and serve you? He said, no, you wouldn't do that. And then he says, uh, when the servant does what he does, he does it because he's a servant and he don't deserve no special thanks. Oh, no. I had a problem with this scripture because it's, when you read it, it sounds like it's, the Bible is pushing slavery. These are one, this is one of those scriptures. That, that people will love to say that this is what, see, the Bible got black folks in trap because it's pushing slavery. Let me tell you, this particular verse has nothing to do with slavery. This verse has, has more to do with what you do. Okay, meaning, for example, not only those, were there slaves on at that time? Yes. But this Bible didn't say slaves. It said servants. There were indentured servants back then. But not only did these servants call them master, but guess what? His disciples called Jesus master, did he not? It had nothing to do with that. It's just like when somebody, if somebody hires uh, a cook or somebody hires a butler, or better yet, we have many folks that's on Medicare and you have people come into your homes. They'll clean your house. They'll even cook for you if that's what your insurance pays for. But if, if that person cleaning your house know you hungry, but they get a missed meal cramp, they're not doing their job if they serve themselves and not serve you. 
because they are hired to do a job. You see, church, we God, when we when we when we when we come to God and say we want to be your servant, we are expected to do some work for God. And you keep reading in that same scripture, one thing that we as servants ought not to be expecting is a thank you. You, when you are doing your job, a thanks is not what you should be looking for. For the simple fact that you are a servant ought to be good enough. Because when you started the job, you have an expectation of what you're going to get by working. What is our expectation? John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I became a servant so I can have everlasting life. You did not become a servant so you can go to hell. You became a servant so you can reign with Jesus. I'm going to close with this. And that is, when Jesus was on his throne, glory, hallelujah, and there needed to be somebody to go redeem man back to the Father, he did not pick a lazy person to go to the cross. I'm going to hit that rewind, but there wasn't a lazy person that went to the cross. Jesus decided to come off of his throne. When he said, send me, I'll go. He came down with the title of a king, but he did the work of a servant. And when he did the work of the servant, look at this here. I want to show you this. Everybody who he healed, everybody who he delivered, everybody who he set free, not one person in the Bible. You can see them tell Jesus, thank you. Look, look it up and tell me where you find it at. There ain't one spot where you see anybody in that time when Jesus was working his ministry where they told Jesus, thank you. But Jesus said, tell us in this particular story that we don't need to be expecting a thank you, but we should be doing it anyway. But, but when someone is working for you, you ought to tell them thank you because it's common courtesy. But here's the thing, because when we know what our end goal is, we ought not be predicating what our actions what somebody else is doing. If Jesus did not want to do the job, he would never took on the assignment. So when he took on the job, he knew there was going to be some folk that was going to be lazy. He knew there was going to be some folk that was going to push him, give him pushback. He knew there was going to be some folk that weren't going to appreciate what he was doing, but he did it anyway. There are some folk that are not going to appreciate everything that you're doing for them, but you got to do it anyway. Why? Because you're not a servant just to them, but you are a servant unto God. And when you are a servant unto God, you are doing it just like Jesus would do it. And that is that God would be pleased. Are you doing things so that God would be pleased? If we do everything so that God would be pleased, we'll find out when he's pleased. When God's pleased, he'll be just like the Lord over the house. He'll bless you with the same thing he'll bless that one. It don't matter when you come into the house. As long as you come in to serve, you may come in 40 years ago, but as long as you keep serving, you will get what God got for you. You may come in tomorrow, but as long as you keep serving, if God come the same day that you show up, guess what? You will get the same thing because when you get a seat 
in the kingdom. It don't matter how long you've been working. It don't matter how long you, how long it takes you to get there. You're going to be happy to know that I made it to the kingdom. And that's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to work and keep working until you make it to the kingdom. Because if you get it to the kingdom, you will hear Jesus say, well done. Your dog good and faithful servant. If you make it to the kingdom, you'll find out it has all been worth it. Yes, you may not see those who you thought was on your side because there ain't no lazy folk going to make it to the kingdom. If you want to make it to the kingdom, you got to put some work in. If you want to get there to see Jesus, you got to put some work in. If you want to make it past the door, you got to put some work in. If you want to live forever, you got to put some work in. If you want to see the trees that got leaves for healing, you got to put some work in. If you want to walk down the streets paved with gold, you got to put some work in. If you want to lay your hand, if you want to lay your hand in the bosoms of God, you got to put some work in. And if you want to see his face, if you want to see his face, is there anybody here? That's working to see his face. If you want to see his face, you got to put some work in. 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 We got to put some work in. We got to put some work in. Nobody that retired early didn't retire early because they didn't do nothing. That's right. They put some work in. Some retire earlier than others, right, Deacon Harold? But you got to because you put some work in. So if you can, re listen, God wants you to work while it is day. Because there's going to come a time when no man can work. There's going to come a time when you won't be able to work. But you got to put some work in. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. When he said be faithful unto death, that means with that faith got to come some work. That's right. You can't just, I'm faithful, but you don't do no work. You got to work till you can't work no more. That means death. That's right. I'm working myself to death. Hallelujah. Lord God. Hallelujah. I'm working myself. I'm, I'm dragging my tongue. And But if you got faith and you're working, hallelujah. Quit saying that you work. Yes, you ought to work till you're dead. Hallelujah. Because I know some folk who, who are paralyzed. I, I know some folk who, who can't move their own legs, who can't feed themselves, who wish that they could feed themselves. But you can, and but you crying about it. Quit being lazy. My God, my God, my God. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Ah, Lord, oh, Lord. We, 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 St. Paul, we're blessed. Yes, we are. We're blessed because we put the work in. We have survived a many of crazy things even since I've been pastor. You survived even more before I became pastor. And you're going to survive even more after I'm dead and gone. But you won't survive it if you don't put no work in. You got to where we are because we put the work in. These pews weren't free. 
can't get no help in there. This carpet wasn't free. The utilities ain't free. The reason why we're able to give what we give is because we put the work in so that we can give like we give. If you want to be able to give more, you got to work harder. That's the truth all day long. I'm helping somebody. I know I am. Somebody's been helped right now. If not in here online, I know it. I just know it. Because we, God don't, he didn't call us to be lazy. He called us to work. He called us to work. There's an old saying, if you want to get what I got, you got to do what I've done. I'm here to tell you, I want more than what you got. I want what Jesus got. Amen, church. Amen. Stay until your feet, doors of the church are open. But your time in. Payday is Put your time in. Put your time in. Put it full time. Put your time in. Put your time in. Paydays. Put it full time. Payday is coming. Come on, church. Put it full time. Payday is coming after a while. One of these mornings well, won't be long. Uh -huh. Look for me and I'll be gone. Put your time in. Oh, payday is coming after a while. Put your time in. Payday is coming after a while. Put it full time. Payday is coming after a while. Put it full time. Payday. Put your time in. Payday is. Put it full time. Payday is coming after a while. Put your time in. Oh, payday is coming after a while. Put your time in. Payday is coming after a while. What it is morning. Well, won't be long. You're going to look for me now. As the doors of the church are open, as the doors keep playing, keep playing, as the doors of the church are open, if you are here today and you want to become part of this family of God and you haven't given your life to Christ, I'm here to ask you, you can come at this time and to give your life to Christ or maybe you have backslidden and you're ready to give your life to Christ, back to Christ. Or maybe you need a church home. I'm asking you to come at this time. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Nobody. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. We have Sister Pryor here, and she is coming back to St. Paul. Somebody put your hands together and give God some praise in this place. Amen. Amen. She is coming by way of Christian experience. Amen. Give God some praise. Amen. 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 Deacon, what, what, what say you? Come here, please. I say we accept her in on Christian experience. Amen. We're going to accept her as Christian experience. Amen. Our secretary is coming to uh, to take your name, but at this time we can ready to have prayer with her. Amen. Amen. Come on. Want to get it? Nobody. No, 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 can't nobody do me like Jesus. Ain't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. If there anybody else, as we went about to pray for Sister Pryor, is there anybody else here today that need prayer today? Come on, anybody need prayer? You ain't got to come up. If you need prayer, throw your hands up. Hallelujah, you need prayer. Anybody else need prayer? Amen, amen. I need prayer. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's all right. Amen, 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 amen. If you open up the pool, don't expect nobody not to jump in. Amen, amen. Amen. Brother Madison Jr. Glad to see you, sir. Heal my body. They told me to run on. You hear my prayer? All right. Pick me up and they turn me around. Hallelujah. If you're not worried, I want you to, on your row, on your row, if it's somebody in your family you're comfortable with holding their hand, I want you to hold somebody hand that you're comfortable with. Amen. We got sanitizer in the church. I just feel this right now. Hallelujah. 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 That's all right. That's all right. Hallelujah. 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 I, I just I just feel a yoke gonna be broken right now. I just feel a yoke gonna be broken right now for somebody right now. There's a yoke about to be broken. There's a chain about to be broken right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody came in with it, but somebody wants to leave it right here. Hallelujah. Somebody going through something right now. Hallelujah. But there is somebody also that came to the altar. Ain't going through nothing, but they just realized that I just need to come to the altar. Hallelujah. Altar's open. I'm coming in. Somebody got the Holy Ghost, and it's going to overflow on somebody else. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as the song done said, can't nobody do us like Jesus. Father, can't nobody do us like Jesus. Father God, but, but, but when he did it, he worked at doing it, oh God. Can't nobody do it like you can, God. You didn't do it in a lazy way. You do it in a mighty way, God. You're not a lazy God. You are a true and living God that work all the time. Your words that you don't slumber, neither do you sleep. 
You're not just laying there. You are providing. You are healing. You are delivering. You are making ways out of no way. You are causing bridges to be happening. You're making dry grounds through rivers. You're making highways, oh God. Father God, you're building up low places. You're tearing down high places. Father God, and we come right now, God. Those of us that are here at the altar, I don't know what they need, but God, we know that we need you, God. One may need something, but God, your word says, if we come unto you, hallelujah, if we come unto you and we are heavy laden, somebody is heavy laden, and take the yoke that you got and we switch places, hallelujah, Father God, we have it easy. Father God, let us let some things go in our life, oh God. Let us not work hard at doing nothing. Let us work hard for you, God, in the name of Jesus. So not only that we will add to the kingdom, but we will be blessed, oh God. Father God, you're going to bless us. Father God, you're going to heal us. You're going to deliver us. You're going to make better for us. You're going to elevate. You're going to make better, oh God. God, and we thank you, oh God, for the elevation, oh God. Father God, you're going to take us higher. You're going to take us deeper. You're going to take wherever we need to go. But through it all, oh God, I beg you, God, to get the glory right now in this place, God. In the name of Jesus, get the glory, God. Father God, somebody got it in their praise, God. Somebody got it, God. In their praise, God. Somebody got it right now, God. And we say, Jesus. We say, hallelujah. We say, Jesus. We say, hallelujah. We say, Jesus. We say, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. You done did it, God. We don't know it, but we're going to start walking in it. We got the faith to walk in it, oh God. Father God, we can't see it, but we're going to walk in it. We're going to walk toward it. We're going to pick it up. We're not going to let it sit there. We're going to pick it up. We're going to carry it. We're going to walk with it, and we're going to walk in it. Because you deemed it so. Do it, God. Do it today, God. Do it right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Do it, God. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You did it, God. You got it, God. We surrender it, God. We surrender it, oh God. As Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's not my will, but your will be done. Help us to walk in your will, God. Do it, God. In Jesus' name, for his sake. Amen. 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 Oh, nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. 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 But Jesus. Nobody. 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 But the Lord. Nobody. softly for me. Play softly. Sister Pryor, we need, we would like for you to pick a deacon. We got some right there on the wall right there. 
and or, or if you like, we can pick for you. We got some more coming right now. A couple more coming right now. Amen. Amen. Whoever you would like to be your deacon, if you're not sure, we could pick for you. You ready? For you want Deacon Mason? Amen. 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 And Mother Harold brought you up. She'll be your mother. Amen. 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 Y'all ready to go home? Get to your feet. Amen. Can't nobody. Do me like Jesus, can't nobody, nobody, do me like the Lord, oh, nobody, nobody, do me like Jesus, he's my friend. Let us pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, that you told us today that we got to put the work in. Father God, you, you got Ooh. blessings waiting for us. You got blessings sitting right there for us. We've got to put the work in. You got you got things that we can't even the desire of, but you got you show that we got to put the work in. You got greater, but we've got to put the work in, God. Somebody's gonna be elevated today, oh God. Somebody's gonna walk in their elevation, oh God. Ah. We've got to put the work in, oh God. Father God, but in all that we do, oh God, help us to lift you up in the name of Jesus. And oh God, and as we get ready to leave this place, God, I ask you, oh God, as we bring our, our tithes and our offering. Father God, many of all of us brought it through work, oh God. And you added to us, oh God, that we could bring it. But God, it's my prayer that you, you allow us to achieve more. So that more we achieve, the more you allow us to give, oh God. Father God, we love you. We bless your holy name. And Father God, as this offering that's been taken up, let it be done, used for the according to your word. For your word will do what your word says. Father God, you are going to bless according to your word. And you're going to open up windows of heaven and pour out blessings. The folks don't have room enough to receive to your word, according to your word. But God would help us to work for it in your son. Jesus' name, now let's sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Rest room to abide with us now and forever. And let the whole church sing. Amen. Amen. Amen.